Section 9 of Child Harold's Pilgrimage, Cantos 1 and 2, by George Gordon, Lord Byron. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Stevens. Canto 2, stanzas 55 to 72. The sun had sunk behind vast Tomerit, the Laos wide and fierce came roaring by, the shades of wanted night were gathering yet, when, down the steep banks winding wearily, Child Harold saw, like meteors in the sky, the glittering minarets of Tepelen, whose walls o'erlook the stream, and drawing nigh, he heard the busy hum of warrior men, swelling the breeze that sighed along the lengthening glen. He passed the sacred harem's silent tower, and underneath the wide o'er-arching gate surveyed the dwelling of this chief of power, where all around proclaimed his high estate. Amidst no common pomp the despot sate, while busy preparation took the court, slaves, eunuchs, soldiers, guests, and santons wait, within a palace and without a fort, here men of every clime appear to make resort. Richly caparisoned, a ready row of armed horse and many a warlike store circled the wide-extending court below. Above, strange groups adorned the corridor, and, oft-times through the area's echoing door, some high-capped Tartar spurred his steed away, the Turk, the Greek, the Albanian and the Moor, here mingled in their many-hued array, while the deep war-drum's sound announced the close of day. The wild Albanian, kirtled to his knee, with shawl-girt head and ornamented gun, and gold-embroidered garments fair to see, the crimson-scarfed men of Macedon, the Delhi with his cap of terror on, and crooked glaive, the lively, suppled Greek, and swarthy Nubia's mutilated son, the bearded Turk, that rarely deigns to speak, master of all around, too potent to be meek, are mixed conspicuous, some reclining groups, scanning the motley scene that varies round, there some grave Muslim to devotion stoops, and some that smoke, and some that play are found. Here the Albanian proudly treads the ground. Half whispering there the Greek is heard to prate. Hark from the mosque the nightly solemn sound. The muezzin's call doth shake the minaret. There is no god but God. To prayer, lo, God is great. Just at this season, Ramazani's fast, through the long day its penance did maintain, but when the lingering twilight hour was past, revel and feast assumed the rule again. Now all was bustle, and the menial train prepared and spread the plenteous board within. The vacant gallery now seemed made in vain, but from the chambers came the mingling din, as page and slave anon were passing out and in. Here woman's voice is never heard, Apart and scarce permitted, guarded, veiled to move, she yields to one her person and her heart, 
tamed to her cage, nor feels a wish to rove, for, not unhappy in her master's love, and joyful in a mother's gentlest cares, blessed cares, all other feelings far above, herself more sweetly rears the babe she bears, who never quits the breast, no meaner passion shares. In marble-paved pavilion, where a spring of living water from the centre rose, whose bubbling did a genial freshness fling, and soft voluptuous couches breathed repose, Ali reclined, a man of war and woes, yet in his lineaments ye cannot trace, while gentleness her milder radiance throws along that aged venerable face, the deeds that lurk beneath and stain him with disgrace. It is not that yon hoary lengthening beard ill suits the passions which belong to youth. Love conquers age, so Hafiz hath averred, so sings the Tayan, and he sings in sooth, but crimes that scorn the tender voice of Ruth, beseeming all men ill, but most the man in years have marked him with a tiger's tooth. Blood follows blood, and through their mortal span in bloodier acts conclude those who with blood began. Mid many things most new to ear and eye, the pilgrim rested, here his weary feet, and gazed around on Muslim luxury, till quickly wearied with that spacious seat of wealth and wantonness, the choice retreat of sated grandeur from the city's noise, and were it humbler, it in sooth were sweet. But peace aboreth artificial joys, and pleasure, leagued with pomp, the zest of both destroys. Fierce are Albania's children, yet they lack not virtues, were those virtues more mature. Where is the foe that ever saw their back, who can so well the toil of war endure, their native fastness not more secure, than they in doubtful time of troublous need, their wrath is deadly, but their friendship sure, when gratitude or valour bids them bleed, unshaken rushing on where'er their chief may lead. Child Harold saw them in their chieftain's tower, thronging to war in splendour and success, and after viewed them when, within their power, himself a while the victim of distress, that saddening hour when bad men hotly oppress, but these did shelter him beneath their roof, when less barbarians would have cheered him less, and fellow countrymen have stood aloof, in aught that tries the heart, how few withstand the proof. It chanced that adverse winds once drove his bark full on the coast of Suli's shaggy shore, when all around was desolate and dark, to land was perilous to sojourn more, yet for a while the mariners forbore, dubious to trust where treachery might lurk. At length they ventured forth, though doubting saw that those who loathe alike the Frank and Turk might once again renew their ancient butcher work. Vain fear, the Suliotes stretched the welcome hand, led them o'er rocks and past the dangerous swamp, 
kinder than polished slaves, though not so bland, and piled the hearth, and wrung their garments damp, and filled the bowl, and trimmed the cheerful lamp, and spread their fare, though homely all they had, such conduct bears philanthropy's rare stamp, to rest the weary, and to soothe the sad, doth lessen happier men, and shames at least the bad. It came to pass that when he did address himself to quit at length this mountain land, combined marauders halfway barred egress, and wasted far and near with glaive and brand, and therefore did he take a trusty band to traverse Arcania forest-wide, in war well-seasoned, and with labours tanned, till he did greet white Achilles' tide, and from his father bank Atolia's worlds espied. Where lone Utreke forms its circling cove, and weary waves retire to gleam at rest, how brown the foliage of the green hill's grove, nodding at midnight o'er the calm bay's breast, as winds come whispering lightly from the west, kissing, not ruffling, the blue deep serene. Here Harold was received a welcome guest, nor did he pass unmoved the gentle scene, for many a joy could he from night's soft presence glean. On the smooth shore the night fires brightly blazed, the feast was done, the red wine circling fast, and he that unawares had there he gazed, with gaping wonderment had stared aghast, for ere night's midmost stillest hour was past, the native revels of the troop began, each palaker his sabre from him cast, and bounding, hand in hand, man linked to man, yelling their uncouth dirge, long danced the curtled clan. Child Harold at a little distance stood, and viewed but not displeased the revelry, nor hated harmless mirth, however rude, in sooth it was no vulgar sight to see, their barbarous, yet their not indecent glee, and as the flames along their faces gleamed, their gestures nimble, dark eyes flashing free, the long wild locks that to their girdles streamed, while thus in concert they this lay half sang, half screamed. Tamburgi, Tamburgi, thy larum afar, gives hope to the valiant and promise of war. All the sons of the mountains arise at the note, Chimariot, Illyrian, and dark Suliote. Oh, who is more brave than a dark Suliote? To his snowy camis and his shaggy capote, to the wolf and the vulture he leaves his wild flock, and descends to the plain like the stream from the rock. Shall the sons of Chimere, who never forgive, the fault of a friend bid an enemy live? Let those guns so unerring such vengeance forego? What mark is so fair as the breast of a foe? Macedonia sends forth her invincible race. For a time they abandon the cave and the chase. But those scarves of blood red shall be redder before the sabre is sheathed and the battle is o'er. Then the pirates of Parga that dwell by the waves and teach the pale Franks what it is to be slaves 
shall leave on the beach the long gallery and oar, and track to his covert the captive on shore. I ask not the pleasure that riches supply, my sabre shall win what the feeble must buy, shall win the young bride with her long flowing hair, and many a maid from her mother shall tear. I love the fair face of the maid in her youth, her caresses shall lull me, her music shall soothe, let her bring from her chamber the many-toned lyre, and sing us a song on the fall of her sire. Remember the moment when Previsor fell, the shrieks of the conquered, the conqueror's yell, the roofs that we fired, and the plunder we shared, the wealthy we slaughtered, the lovely we spared. I talk not of mercy, I talk not of fear, he neither must know who would serve the vizier, since the days of our prophet the crescent ne'er saw, a chief ever glorious like Ali Pashor. Dark Muchtar, his son, to the Danube is sped. Let the yellow-head Gior's view his horse-tail with dread. When his delis come dashing in blood o'er the banks, how few shall escape from the Muscovite ranks. Selictar, unsheathe then our chief's scimitar. Tamburgi, thy larum gives the promise of war. Ye mountains that see us descend to the shore, shall view us as victors, or view us no more. End of section 9